Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the SSC Weekly Podcast. I'm Pastor Jeremy and I'm going to be speaking today and I just wanted to remind you that no matter your age, your background, or your story, we believe that you matter. We would love to have you as part of the SSC family, so why not join in? Head over to our website, ssc.church, click the I'm New button. As we listen together, our hope is that you are going to be inspired to follow Jesus, so let's head on in. Thank you to everyone who's here in person, in-house, and a big hello to everyone who is tuning in online. You know, we are a church that believes in the power of online. Can we make a little bit of noise for our tech and creative arts team who make uh, Church Online happen each week? These guys are just phenomenal. And you know, what's really helpful, whether you're in-house or whether you're on line. It's always really helpful when you like, subscribe, and when you share what's going on here. It just helps us kind of expand our influence, our reach, and it helps us together uh, inspire more people to follow Jesus. So if you're tuning in online, you can hit that share button or like and follow, or you can sneak your phone out really fast, and you can like make sure you're following us on social media and all the things that are there. My name is Jeremy. I'm one of the pastors here, and I am really excited about today because we're starting off with a really, really interesting question. I want you to turn to the person next to you just super fast and ask them, do you believe in angels? Do you believe in angels? If you're tuning in online, just type in the comments, you know, just nudge someone next to you. Yes, no, maybe, I'm skeptical. Do you believe in angels? We're kicking off a really great series. It's a brand new series called Greater Than. We're going to be going through the book of Hebrews together. And I need your participation here in just a second. What's going to happen is we're going to read a couple portions because this passage today is all about angels. It's not just a random question that I'm asking you to get the conversation started. We're going to be reading from Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, but I need your participation. When we hit the underlined portions that are on the screen, I'm going to let you guys just take over the reading. So I want you guys to read nice and loud and proud together. Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, the author writes this. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. You guys. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Jesus was made lower than the angels for a little while. Now, crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Before we dig into this passage, can we take a second? Can we close our eyes? Can we bow our heads? Can we maybe question our questions? Can we doubt our doubts? And can we just say, God, if you want to speak, I want to hear from you today. Is that all right? God, thank you for a chance 
to bring your good news, your word, your encouragement, and your hope to people that you love, people that you want a relationship with. God, I pray right now that you would start to speak to hearts and that we would see, we would see a hope that's greater than anything. God, I pray that you would move. I pray that you would be here. I pray that your words would speak for themselves. I don't want to say a thing. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So we're going through the book of Hebrews together. It's never too late for you to jump in on our reading plans. You can catch it at ssc.church slash readings. We also post on our social media what the different readings are for the week. And Hebrews is this really, really interesting book because Hebrews was written to the Hebrews, because Christians are really good at naming things. So it's just a little, you know, okay, it's written to the Hebrews. We'll call it Hebrews, you know, Romans, Romans. That's how we get the name for stuff. And what happened is the author is writing to an audience that they knew would understand some of the stories that are behind some of the things. The author makes four major comparisons throughout the book. He talks about Jesus is greater than the angels. Jesus is greater than Moses, the high priest, and sacrifices. And and what can be tricky about this book is the author is writing to people that he was expecting. There was this presumption that they would know not just the topics, but that they would also know kind of the, the ribbon that flowed through the whole Old Testament and was kind of leading up to where they were now. And this book is actually really Old Testament heavy, so it can be tricky in that sense, but it's also a really beautiful opportunity for us together to kind of get reacquainted with some of these things and see some really beautiful stuff over the next few weeks. That's why I started with the question, do you believe in angels? We live in this really interesting kind of cultural moment where we're maybe skeptical of the idea of angels. When we hear about the topic of angels, the first thing that kind of comes to some of our mind is, you know, we like, we like the art kind of side. There's this romanticized side of the supernatural that we kind of like, you know, we like the little chubby babies that are painted on ceilings, or we like, you know, the wings floating around, or we like the idea that, you know, uh, when, when Aunt Jenny dies, she floats up to heaven. And, you know, what, what's the line from that Christmas movie? You know, every time a bell rings... An angel gets his face. Like, we like that. We like that kind of idea of things. And we say, oh, that's nice. Or we like kind of this floaty kind of, you know, or we like the idea of, you know, oh, you know, God sent a guardian angel. We like the idea of that. And I think overall, we live in a time where we like the idea of there being something somewhere out there for us to kind of, you know, turn to or think of or have this kind of romanticized view of some kind of force or energy or deity or whatever we might call it. And there's been this interesting shift that I've noticed in our culture. It seemed like for a while, everything got very scientific. Everything was measurable. Everything was definable. Everything was, was very kind of in the box. And there seems to be this shift where people are going more and more open to spiritual things and a spiritual realm. And it's a little bit of a different time. And maybe it's just because I've been watching too much Netflix. My wife, Katrina, and I have been watching a show called Saving Hope. And the whole premise 
of the show is you've got this science medical doctor guy, Dr. Charlie Harris, and he gets in a car accident and he gets in a coma. And while he's in his coma, he starts having these interactions with ghosts in the hospital or like other coma patients or whatever. And, and I think that this show is just so indicative of our time because we have this science medical doctor who is wrestling with an experience with the supernatural and wondering, okay, what do I make of these two worlds? And I think we live in a time where the pendulum has kind of started to swing. And what happens is the book of Hebrews actually starts to address some of these questions. And the book of Hebrews actually starts to talk about these two worlds in the opening chapters. The author says, in the past, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, who is superior to the angels or greater than the angels, like we read before. It's easy for us to read a verse like this, and when we see that word angel or when we think of kind of the spiritual levels that are there, it's easy for us to read that from our perspective. And we think, okay, art in, you know, on the ceiling or you know, uh, Netflix specials, Dr. Charlie Harris kind of ghost stuff or whatever is going on. But what happens is in this book, the author was expecting for his readers to have an understanding of the idea of what an angel was and what the Hebrew people would have been thinking or expecting. They would have been familiar with stories like Deuteronomy chapter 33, where there's an account of, of, uh, of tens of thousands of holy ones who are bringing the law to Moses. Or 2 Kings chapter 6, where there's a God of angel armies who sends this angel army to fight a battle on behalf of the people, and the battle starts to turn. Or we think of Daniel chapter 9. The Hebrews would have been thinking back to Daniel chapter 9, where an angel, Gabriel, shows up to Daniel and says, Daniel, you are loved. God is on your side. This is what they were expecting when they were thinking of angels, when they were thinking of these things. And even in the New Testament, this was regular kind of conversation. This was part of some of the everyday kind of life and belief system of the Hebrew people. You see angels appearing to Mary. You see angels appearing to Joseph. You see angels appearing to the disciples and setting Peter free from prison. These are the types of things that they're thinking of. And the author comes up and he says, you know those heroes? You know those great warriors? You know those messengers from heaven above? There's one who's greater and his name is Jesus. Do you believe in angels? There's one who's greater, even greater than the angels. But then there's a stern warning that starts to come in chapter 2. When you look at chapter 2, verse 1, the author says, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. I was reading one scholar who is kind of unpacking that word drift, and this is what they said. They said, drift away means more literally to flow by, as of a river or perhaps a drifting boat, effortlessly slipping past, not primarily doing something they should not, so much as failing to take positive action and merely allowing things to slide. 
The author of Hebrews saw a danger that the Hebrew people were in, a danger of getting or drifting away from just how great Jesus is and drifting from the reality that not only is Jesus greater than the angels, but he is greater than everything else and every circumstance that you might be facing in your life. The people that he's writing to, they were facing persecution. They were facing imprisonment. They were facing loss of life. They were facing all these things that were really scary. This wasn't just the common everyday stuff. These were hard situations. I think of uh, one of the opening lines of Acts, like one of the early chapters where it says that the early followers of Jesus were being hunted down by people who were breathing murderous threats, is what it says. It says that they were being hunted down by these people, like, hide your kids, hide your wife, they're kicking in the doors, they're coming after you. Look out, this is dangerous, dangerous stuff. What are they going to do. And the author comes in, he says, don't give up. Don't run away. Don't drift from the greatest thing. Don't lose sight of Jesus. I think where it's so relevant for us today is, you know, maybe, maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're, maybe you're sitting here and you're saying like, oh my goodness, why did I let Becky invite me to church today? Why did I show up? They're talking about angels. They're talking about like, what's next? Demons? I don't know. Like what? Maybe, maybe you are a follower of Jesus. Maybe you are someone who's in here. Maybe you're not facing that kind of persecution that they were facing, or maybe you're not facing that loss of life, or maybe you're not facing those kind of situations that the author is talking about. But do you know what you are facing? Fear, depression. Maybe you're facing cancer. Maybe you're facing death. Maybe you're facing financial pressure. Maybe you're looking at your retirement and you're saying, that did not go how I expected Maybe you're, maybe you're looking at your university courses and you're, you're getting ready to wrap those up and you're wondering, what did I do? The student loan is coming in, the clock is going to start ticking, you're thinking, what am I going to do with this degree that I don't even know if I like it anymore? Maybe you're facing job stuff, kids stuff, parent stuff, life stuff, 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 and it's so, so heavy. What's the thing in your life that you're facing? What's the thing that maybe when you came in here today, or maybe when you lay your head on the pillow at night, it keeps your eyes open, it keeps your heart awake, and you say, I think I need something that's bigger. I think I need something that's greater because I don't know if I have enough inside side of me. I need something that's greater than these things that are weighing me down. What are the things that tempt you to say, I guess it's up to me. I guess it's just me. Because we can get caught in that drift. We can get caught in what that author of Hebrews is talking about, that subtle shift, that slow drift off course where we eventually miss the greatest, the most powerful, the most supreme thing, Jesus, and we can miss the very hope that they are talking about in these pages. 
We live in a cultural time where, where I think we like our spirituality to be a little bit faceless. And what, what I mean by that is we live in a time where we like the idea of there being a spiritual realm, but we don't want it to have a face. We don't want it to have a personality. We don't want it to actually be somebody. We like the kind of spirituality that's like an energy out there that we can tap into. We like the idea that there's something out there, but we ultimately want to be the ones who are in control. And if our spirituality started to have a face, if it started to have a name, we might have to give up some of that control. See, what we kind of like is we like a spiritual where we hit hard stuff in life and we say, okay, you know what I need to do? I need to do my breathing exercises. I need to meditate and I need to, you know, start doing maybe some of these chants or channel some energy or I try to, you know, rub crystals together or I try to read the spiritual realm. But I want to be the one who is in the driver's seat. I want to be at the highest point. I want to be the one who is ultimately in control of what's going on, even if I'm getting into some of those spiritual things. I've got this, I've got this friend who, uh, they're not a Christian. We got talking and they were saying that they were starting to dabble into witchcraft and they were getting into just kind of reading some of the spiritual realm. They were trying to get in to some of these things. And I, I just, I had to stop them up after a few minutes. And I just said, whoa, 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 I love you. This stuff is very, very real. And this stuff is more powerful than you are. And it's not just some faceless thing that you can grab a hold of. It's not a tool for you to use. This stuff is powerful. And you need to be very, very careful because I love you. And I don't want you to drift away. Because you know what I think they were actually after? You know what I think my friend was really seeking? I think after listening to them, they were seeking some control. I think they were looking for some peace in their life. I think they were looking for some control over their circumstances. I think they were looking for a way to kind of see, okay, how can I manage the chaos that is going on in my life? And I think they missed Jesus. And they missed a chance to turn and look to him. And that's where the book of Hebrews comes in. That's where the book of Hebrews speaks to a people who are facing hard things, who are facing hard situations, who are facing this difficult stuff, fear, desperation, loss of life, this want of control. And the book of Hebrews says, don't let this take you down river. Don't let this cause you to drift away from what is good and true. And don't let this cause you to drift to a point where you've missed a chance to fix your eyes on the one who is above all things and greater than all things. The one who is truly in control. Hebrews says, remember the angels? It says, remember the Israelites receiving the law from the tens of thousands? Do you remember the warriors, the angel army that showed up and started to fight and turn the battle? Do you remember the message to Daniel where the angel shows up and says, Daniel, God loves you and he is on your side. Do you remember the angels? There's one who's greater. 
There's one who's more. There's one who's better. There is Jesus. And he is the greatest one. He is above it all. In the past, prophets, angels. But now he speaks to us by his son, whom Hebrews says, whom has been appointed the heir of all things. Hebrews looks at a group of people and says, you're facing things that can overwhelm you, that can tempt you, that can start to cause you to drift and start to grab your attention and start to pull your look over here and start to say, oh, you know, don't, don't look there. Look over here. It's this gentle lull like a boat passing by. Hebrews comes along and says, don't let this stuff sweep you downriver. Get swept up in the story that God has been writing since the beginning of time, since the creation of all things. Get caught up in that because there's one who is greater. There's a story where God reveals himself as a God who is personally invested in your life and he cares about you. He cares about your problems. He cares about your circumstance. He cares about what you're going through and he's not just invested. He's all in because this is a story not just of the angels and the Israelites. It's the story of God revealing himself to us in the person of Jesus because he says, I'm going to fix this. I see your brokenness. I see your want. I see your need. I see the sin. I see the heartache. I see the things that are going in your heart and your mind and the things that are going on around you, and I'm going to fix them myself. He puts on skin and bone because he loves you so much, because God loved you so much that he gave not an angel. He didn't send an angel. He gave himself. He gave his son. He said, I'm going to come to you. He said, you don't, you don't have to stay down there and say, all right, earn, earn this. Earn me. He doesn't say, work, work your way to me. He doesn't say, I'm the God who's on your side and I might send a guardian angel your way. He says, I'm the God who loves you so much that I'm going to send myself. I'm going to send my son for you for you. I'm going to send my son for you and you and you and I am going to be the God who is not just on your side. Here's our big idea for today. Jesus is greater because he shows that God is not just on your side. He is by your side. He is with you. He sends not an angel he gives himself and he says, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to love you so much and I'm going to make these things right. And you're not going to have to look up and wonder if I'm there. You're going to see me and you're going to know me and you're going to have an experience and you're going to see the person of Jesus who is not just on your side cheering you on. He's by your side and he's with you through those struggles, through that heartache. The greatest expression of love isn't that God sends a guardian angel. It's that he gives himself. And he's not just on 
your side. He is by your side through it all. The angels, they showed that God was invested in your life. But Jesus, the game changer there, is that he shows that God is all in for you. And he's chasing you down. He's going to be with you through loss. He's going to be with you through heartache. He's going to be with you through it all. Through the questions, through the doubts, through the wondering, through the pressure, through the things that you face that you say, I don't know if I'm going to make it out. I need something that's greater. I need something that's bigger. I need something that's stronger and more powerful and greater than myself. Jesus is greater than because he's not just on your side. He's by your side. Our key verse for the whole book of Hebrews, what we're hoping that you're going to focus on as we read together is Hebrews 12, 2, that says, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Don't get caught in the drift. Look to Jesus. Look to him. He is in control. He's the author. He's, he's the finisher. He's seated above all things. He's seated over everything. We read it today. Before, it, it used to be prophets and angels, but now it climaxes in the arrival of his son. And God isn't, he's not just on your side. He's by your side. Jesus is greater because that's the kind of God that he reveals. That's the kind of God that he points us towards. The question question that I asked at the beginning is is not the question that the book of Hebrews is asking. Hebrews is not asking, do you believe in angels? Hebrews is inviting you and saying, will you believe in him? Will you believe in Jesus? He's the heir of all things. We read it today. He made the universe. He sustains all things. He's seated in heaven. He's crowned with glory and honor. He is greater and he is by your side. Turn to him. Look to him. Fix your eyes on him. No matter your problem, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, fix your eyes on him because he's the God who loves you and he's the God who is not just on your side, he's by your side. Maybe you're sitting here today and maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. Maybe you haven't kind of made that decision or maybe you're still kind of wondering, okay, I don't know about this whole God thing. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you need to make that decision. Maybe you need to, to have that moment Maybe as we, as we get ready to, to sing a few lines of that song, Angel Armies, again, you need to say, you know what, I'm going to turn my eyes to the God of angel armies. I need to turn my eyes to the God who is greater than. And I'm going to invite us, if, if you're sitting here, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you've seen his, his faithfulness, if you've seen his goodness before, as we sing this, I want you to just stand. And in that sign of universal surrender, just put your arms out and say, the God of angel armies is always by my side. Has he been greater in your life? 
Has he been more faithful in your life? If he has, then stand. If he's been good, then stand and say, the God of angel armies is always by my side. we just pray for every need that's in this room. Pray for every, every heartache, every want, everyone who's, who's seeking something more, something greater. God, we thank you that you've reminded us that you're not just greater than the angels, you're greater than all things. And you're not just greater, you're in control. And we can trust you and we can turn to you. We don't need to pray for a guardian angel when we have the God of angel armies by our side. So we pray that you would do that. We pray that you would show up in every circumstance, in every need that is here right now. Holy Spirit, that you would start to move, that you would bring healing where there needs to be healing that you would bring breakthrough where there needs to be breakthrough, that you would bring comfort where there needs to be comfort, that you would bring peace where there needs to be peace, wholeness where there needs to be wholeness, redemption where there needs to be redemption. 
reconciliation where there needs to be reconciliation. Pray for all of these things in the greatest name of all, the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. If you've had a story where God has been faithful in your life, if you've had a story where God has been good and where you've seen him breakthrough and you've had a moment in your life where Jesus has shown that he's greater than maybe it's addiction, maybe it's mental health, maybe it's financial, maybe it's a family situation. Something that we're hoping to do this Easter season is start sharing stories about how God is greater than. So if you've got a story, it's meant to be shared. If God's written your story into his story, It's meant to be shared with other people. So you can contact our office, office at ssc.church. If you're tuning in online and you've got a story that is meant to be shared, email office at ssc.church. And we would love to get to share that story together. Is that all right? Is that good? You guys be blessed. Have a great Sunday. Remember, the God of angel armies is by your side. We're so glad that you've joined us. You know, you are part of something bigger and we want to invite you to get involved, to really be part of the team. You can help make ministry happen either by volunteering or by financially partnering with us. If you'd like to give, you can head over to ssc.church give and you can even sign up for automatic withdrawals so that you know that your money is consistently making a difference and you are inspiring others to follow Jesus. Why not start today? Head on over to ssc.church slash give and sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you in the week to come.